Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Jackson is back in studio from his boys' trip to Sparta, Tennessee. Personally, I would like to take an hour of BK and Ferrario to do two full hours on this trip. Personally, that's what I would like to do, but I can't do it. I, don't I can't think do blame it. You. I think that's what the audience wants. You can text in your questions about the trip. 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. Timothy Mike McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Back from his vacation to Sparta, Tennessee with 12 gentlemen and six beds. And we welcome you to participate in the program by leaving a mic drop on the 101 ESPN app. And, uh, Jackson, uh, we have a lot. I mean, we in addition to your trip, I mean, we've got, we got Cardinals. Yep. We got Paul DeYoung. We do. We got three quality starts in 22 games. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, Battle Hawks in the playoff format. We got... Dogs. Defense, doggies, defense. Defense, doggies, defense. Defense, doggies, defense. Sorry I stepped on that. Yeah, I kind of ruined it. We'll yeah. do a redo for my resume reel. <laughs> and I know you want to talk Kings and Warriors. I do. I want to talk about Ryan O'Reilly and Patty Maroon in a series that I think is going to wind up being an absolute Jim Dandy, although we got Stanley Cup playoff Jim Dandies everywhere. You got Braun getting hit in the balls. Yeah. Brooks. Yeah. Alliteration. Braun, balls, Brooks. How do you do? I mean, this is, it's a, it was a potpourri of sports. You got two. Did you say potpourri? Tell me you didn't say potpourri. Tell me, oh, you did. Oh, no. What's. Oh no! What? What? Oh, now I need an extra hour. Tell BK <laughs> and Ferrario just to yeah, just shut down. We'll one, we'll lean into the fast line. You didn't. You really thought it's spelled pronounced? Is it potpourri? Oh no! Potpourri, potpourri. I I I I leaned into a T there. Well, you. It's a silent. It's a word that I that I see spelled out more than I hear used. So that is my excuse. I'm going to use. Um, and you volunteered the word. I don't mm, believe I said potpourri. No, I did. I did. And uh, now I, f- I don't even know what it really means, which is always good before you use it on the radio. Smor- I love smorgasbord. Cornucopia? A great. Another one. Medley. Variety? A- oh, yeah. Boy. We have a variety of topics. Yeah. We have a variety of topics. And I guess that means it's time for the Lil Piddles weekend wrap-up potpourri. Oh, man. I'm going to wear that one for a little bit. Yeah, I'm, going, I'm, I'm, I'm opening up the Air Comfort Service text line over here as we speak. I'm sure they're understanding. I mean, people well, mess up all the time. I, I, I'm going to hijack the uh, Lil Pills weekend wrap-up. Cool. Tell me about the trip. It was a great time. Uh, me and my friends, we were out in Sparta, Tennessee. Gorgeous scenery around us, fresh air. 
an hour and a half from Nashville, an hour and a half from Knoxville, and about an hour away from the Smoky Mountains. Yep, yep, but still, uh, you know, big elevation. I, you know, not I wouldn't say call them mountains by any means, but huge, really big hills with some cool valleys. So we had a, a really cool Airbnb with some great views. Uh, just a bunch of guys hanging out, uh, played two rounds of golf, and um, just kind of hung out. How the was whole the weekend. golf course? Uh, the first one, Tim, was, uh, and I'm not going to name the place, but it was the worst golf course I've ever played in my life. But you've only played Old Wars in Bell Reve, St. Louis, The Log, and Bogey. So your bar is a little different than in, like mine, for example, as a, as a, as a man of the people, a populist uh, talk show host. Sure, sure. And while that might seem like how it is, I play those very nice courses very rarely, I more often play public courses. So I've played plenty of bad courses in my life. I played high school golf. Sometimes wow. you get you get hum, hamstrung. Public courses, bad courses. Some, Yikes. some are. I Yikes. would take some public courses over private courses. Three nine 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 six four six. This public course in particular, um, Tim, on golf course you want grass. Ideally, mm. you want grass. Well, that's a basic requirement. Yeah, this course didn't have that. Mm. Unfortunately, it was d- plenty of dirt, um, dormant. What was grass, I'd assume. So you traveled to Sparta, Tennessee, central point between Nashville and Knoxville to play on dirt. Yeah, yeah. I well and, yeah. And also have a cabin with twelve gentlemen and six beds. Right. You keep mentioning the six beds thing. I don't think it's relevant. I don't see how it could be. But um the the course was was without grass. It had crab grass that you could perk yourself up to, but that was brutal. Uh second course was considerably better, but sand all over the green. Private. Public. Um, Troubadour. <laughs> hybrid. Um, but I didn't... Uh, so the golf was fun. It was just fun to hang out with my friends. Like, that's what, what this was trip was. the highlight of the trip? I need to know the highlight of the trip because I got so bad. I got this potpourri I got to tend to. <laughs> highlight of the trip. Hit the hole. You got a, you got a one-yard running lane to just bust through and then pick up 12 yards. Scamper, scamper, boy. The moment we arrived, it was about 6.30, Sparta, Tennessee, sun starting to go down, temperature, I would say, 77 degrees Fahrenheit, mm. uh, you know, threw on the Birkenstocks immediately, <laughs> started uh, drinking light beer with my friends, who I haven't seen, many of them I haven't seen in a year or so. Because they all uh, probably live in the Northeast. Uh, they live in Chicago or Memphis. And, uh, Memphis. Yeah, Memphis, Breaking Tennessee. Ball. Well well represented with my friend group. And um you know, we just got to hang out with them, play some cornhole, watch the sun go down. This really, really cool, uh, you know, Airbnb. That was the highlight of the trip. Not to say that the rest of it went downhill from there. That was just like the peak. That's why we went there, and it was great. Hey, Piddles, how does rooming with Lisa Ann compare to rooming with 11 other men in six beds? That's from the 314. Different vibes. I would describe them as different vibes, um, you know. But that's just my life. Some some days you're on a tropical island uh, sharing a room with Lisa Ann. The next weekend you're with 11 of your buddies. In, Memphis uh, residents. Mem- some from Memphis, some from uh, the suburbs of Chicago. And you're just out there just hanging out. So, you know, that. but the, the differences in life is, is what's important. You need variety. You can't always do the same thing. I can't always be on vacation with Lisa Ann. Boy, Ned Beatty is making an appearance multiple times here in the Air Comfort Service text line. And I not imagine. Ned Beatty in South Bend, Indiana, but Ned Beatty in the backwoods, unfortunately. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's, uh, that's popping into the Air Comfort Service text line uh, early here on Balloon Party, which is driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota Online. It's stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. All right, we've got, we got sports stories galore. Before I go to this little Piddles weekend wrap-up and, and, and retelling day by day of the trip to Sparta, <laughs> Tennessee, 
order order your producer. We're back at KMOV. I have a right. full head of hair and I have dreams. And you're producing for me, even mm-hmm. though you're three years old. Right. Yeah. It's a real dynamo. <laughs> <laughs> Put together the sports cast. If we were if I were anchoring the sports cast in order how are you putting together this sports cast because that will tell me how your inverted pyramid is what we say at the university of missouri the number one journalism school in the country all right so we're going to hit the lead with the cardinals lose yet another series okay secondary Man, what are you on second this is going to be interesting here due to a uh, convoluted uh, tiebreaker system the battle hawks will miss the playoffs this season in the xfl the third we will go with Defense Doggies defense okay. and Roman Berkey's outstanding performance to get a point in Colorado. And then fourth, we will update everybody on the NHL playoffs. Is there a game that you're going to focus on? Uh, there was that game with the teams. Um, wow. Toronto and Tampa. Wow. Toronto and oh Tampa. Gosh. Toronto and Tampa. Or maybe Edmonton and uh, whatever team they played. Vegas, maybe? No. But but why? But why Edmonton and the Kings? Uh, just, you know, if we're ordering the games, now we're getting really into the weeds here. But, I mean, I, well, I'm just asking for a matchup. I mean, I, we're going to have to show highlights. There's going to have to be B-roll over my incredible voice. Right, right. Even though I know that the the female demographic is going to be like, no, put him back on camera, put him back on camera. Well, you got Patty Maroney, you got Ryan O'Reilly, you got Ryan O'Reilly scoring with about 60 seconds left in yeah. Tampa. Stunning development, and it goes to overtime where another Riley, not the O, who could have been kicked out of the game. The Lightning fan's not happy. He gets the game winner. 2-1 series lead now for the Leafs, and they're two wins away from winning a playoff series for the first time in a couple of decades. Meanwhile, then we pivot. Now we pivot. And speaking of a team that hasn't won a series in a long time, the New York Knicks are now... Yes. Oh, look. Look, Tim. Look how you do it. I didn't even notice you were segueing me. You're (laughs) masterful. And then we get into, and how about this? And then we pop up the Nat sound of Barnes missing the three at the buzzer, and Kingy Kingy loses both against the Warriors, setting up a best of three in what is a classic series. And then we throw it back to the anchors, and they'll go, let's take a look at the five-day. (laughs) <laughs> and that's what happens. Yeah. There it is. I just took you back to 2002. I, I, man, I feel like 2000. I feel like I should be wearing Capri cargo pants. Clip that off. Um, Use that for a promo. No doubt. Um, yeah, that's that's how we've gone. NHL playoffs and then NBA playoffs right under that. That's the five. And, of course, weather. Bruins, idiot! That's from the 260. And uh, what con- is it just We're just naming teams and then having something mean afterwards. <laughs> Bruins uh, with a 6-2 win in Sunrise yesterday, a 1-1 series. It looked like it could be in jeopardy for Jim Montgomery's bunch. Now looks firmly in the hands of the record-setting Boston franchise as they head back to Massachusetts to try to close out the Panthers. Boy, you could have a gym. I mean, these series. I hate, hate. Like, I'm missing it in a major way that the Blues are not involved. Mm-hmm. But these series are so damn good across the board, both NBA and NHL for yeah. that matter. Yeah. I am I'm emotionally invested, even though I'm not pulling for one or the other when Maroon and O'Reilly are doing battle. Right. Just because it's so intense. There's so much on the line. Lightning trying to hold on to the run. I mean you got Stamkos and Matthews throwing punches. How often you see that go on? Uh in an intense series that I think's gonna gonna go you know, if I had to bet it's gonna go seven. It's probably gonna go six. Uh, it's just, and then you got the series with the Warriors and the the Kings. I feel like you got two classic series going on. But yeah. the lead, I agree with you, is without question the Cardinals. But we also have Battle Hawks, Dogs, 
and a potpourri of other topics to get to. The Little Piddles weekend wrap-up is coming your way here in a matter of moments. We're going to cover it all. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Old Toyota on 101 East Speed. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. I can't wait for this Little Piddles weekend wrap. We have so much to go to. I know. I'm like chomping at the bit. It's going to be fun. All right. I think people are going to enjoy it. All right. We'll they see often about do. That. It's a balloon party driven by Muggin at St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan, currently ranked number one in your HD2 uh, point person rankings. And, uh, boy, there's a lot of competition there. It's stiff. Yeah. All right, Jackson, what do we have? Another tough weekend for the Cardinals, dropping two of three versus the Mariners as their issues continue to mount. Derek Gould wrote an article this weekend discussing how the little things that the Cardinals used to do right, that used to be a staple for the Cardinals, are now mounting up to make a big problem. Do you think the Cardinals are in a state of major problems that could be damaging down the line and that aren't really fixable? Or are there a collection of little problems that, with the right process and the law of averages, will smooth out over time? Here's another situation where I could go, go, go. And I'm looking at the clock in the studio, and we're 51 seconds into the segment. I'm going to try to cut myself off after 120 seconds. No, it would be right now, two minutes from now. Here's what we got. Last week, I believe, while you were vacationing in Sparta, Matt Rocchio uh, filled in. And of course, we worked with Rocchio on TMA. Uh, for a while. So I know Rocky and I and I opened up one of the segments with this. For the first time at some point last week I it entered my mind something that I don't know if it's getting as much attention locally. I I don't know. And I'm not saying that challenging the media. I have no idea because I really I don't know. That's I, I don't know what's getting covered and what's not. I read the post dispatch and I listen to podcasts. That's that's what I do. And I hear we don't hear Randy and Carrie and and Brooke and Matt, because we're on at the same time. So I come in here, and that's what, I, that's what I'm armed with. I don't know if St. Louis Cardinal fans are as hip to the possibility that this team might be an also-ran as I feel like St. Louis Blues fans were at this point in the season. And you'll go, well, 22 games in, in Major League Baseball is different than 22 games in the NHL. It's it's an eighth of the way through in Major League Baseball. It's a quarter of the way through in the NHL. Um, I still was holding out hope for the Blues, uh, even that week in between Christmas and New Year's when they played the Leafs and the Blackhawks at home. That's where I was. Now, plenty of people might have gone, they just don't have it. And even if they do, they're going to be in for one round and they'll be gone, so it doesn't matter anyway. But the Cardinals are a team that you would think it's going to improve, but you're right, and what Derek wrote is right, and that, for example, yesterday, yeah, they won the game, but for those of you who watched it intently, and I bet the Cardinals, I bet the Cardinals all over the place, I bet they'd score in the first inning, I bet them when they were down by a run, I, I was because I was just bullish that they were going to wind up mm-hmm. in the win part because of the Mariners starter. But they had opportunities to blow the game open in the first two innings, and they had two double plays, and they were both kind of fundamentally bad moves. And that's that takes it beyond the fact that they have three quality starts in 22 games. And it takes it beyond the fact that you have a number of guys underperforming their offensive numbers, at least historically, for those you have a sample size on. Jordan, not Jordan Walker, Nolan Gorman is having right now, if there was like an MVP for 22 games, he'd be live for the MVP. No doubt. But what's going on with the rest of the team and also some of the little things that Derek made reference to, that is, that's standing out to me i still think if i could buy stock in the cardinals and padres i would but i don't know if i'm kind of like 
ESPN, I'm not talking about 101 ESPN, like ESPN drive-by analyst who goes just looking at the lineups, they've got to be better. The Pittsburgh Pirates have the best record in the National League. The Pittsburgh Pirates! And I said it when they left here. I go, they lost the Pirates. I go, maybe the Pirates are good. I don't know. I still don't know Vinny Velasquez, who had a nine and a half ERA, is the one who's I think he had ten strikeouts and in seven innings yesterday. Granted, playing the Reds, I can't figure the whole thing out. All I know is I watched the Cardinals through twenty-two games, and it's like this is a team that should be better, but something isn't right. And here's a brief aside, and I've already gone way over my time limit. Of course, I did. What I mean, always bet the over. What was Ali Marmol yelling at the umpire for yesterday when they're up two in the first or second inning about the strike zone? There's the first inning, I think, actually, when, with Contreras up. Right, right. Well, you, 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 you clearly have a starter who isn't very good anyway. You got him on the ropes anyway. And now your guy's got to go out there, and you're already starting. It's just like, I mean, what are you doing? I mean, this is maybe I'm off, and maybe I'm spoiled because I grew up with Whitey Herzog and Joe Torrey and Tony LaRusa. But th- there's just some stuff that's going on. And I just go, what is this? This is just this is kind of basic shoot yourself in the foot stuff, and I don't understand it because I think the talent is there to be better in the in the position players. I don't know about that rotation, but in the position players, great to see Flaherty do what he did. Great to see DeYoung do what he did. I would have never bet on that, even though I did put him in my daily fantasy rosters yesterday. But uh, I'm I'm just I'm in a spot where I'm going. God, are they? Maybe? I mean, they're six and a half games out of first place. That's a lot. It doesn't mean you can't overcome it. Hell, they overcame like 50 games out of first place in 2011. But I don't know, man. I I got a weird feeling about it at the moment. I still, though, if I had to buy stock, I'd buy stock in the Cardinals and Padres. It just can't continue at this level. Yeah. Can I get a test here? You got the the Giants and Dodgers. How do you do? A little West Coast uh, trip here. The uh, Marmol thing is just another example of like the little things. Like these little things that just keep piling and piling up. Self-inflicted wounds. That's the stuff. I just, whatever. If I I have no emotional ties to a team, but I'm watching because of Daily Fantasy or a bet, I'm going, oh, I can't do that crap. Like that, I know this is obscure. It'll get you going with a soft cow. But like the Nets threw the ball away a couple different times in their series with the Sixers. Yeah. Late, and you're just going, you can't do that. You're you're in over your heads anyway. And if the Cardinals have a deficit from a pitching rotation standpoint, you can't be giving away runs either defensively or in particular on the base paths. And that's what I feel like I'm noticing more and more. And then I just, the manager does some stuff where I go, what are you doing? You know, so anyway, I, I, I still would buy stock, but I'm just a little perturbed by it. All right, I said I'd give two minutes, and I gave you four. Yeah. What, a, what a mess. I think I might have gone longer than that. <laughs> All right, uh, Paul DeYoung may, De may his return to the Cardinals on Sunday and deliver with three hits, home run RBI in the first game. The plan seems to have DeYoung play backup shortstop. My question is, do you believe this to be a contract spot, or do you think that they can? They think that DeYoung can contribute over a long stretch? Furthermore, what do you think is the long-term plan for that shortstop spot? Does this seem like an opportunity to test the water on life without Tommy Edmond? Do you think, uh, how does this affect Mason Wynn? Uh, my second question, that is very easy. It's Mason Wynn. That may not be it's 2023, but right. it's Mason Wynn. Uh, I do think it's an astute observation that if the Cardinals do want to be aggressive to bring in a starting pitcher, uh, that Tommy Edmond could become expendable Mm -hmm. and uh, would certainly be desirable, I would imagine, to another team, not even a team that's like in a, I don't even know, up up is down. I mean, look at the the American (laughs) League East standings. You look at the, I mean, I recognize the Rays are kind of perennial, but guess who's in second place? Friend of balloon party, the Baltimore Orioles at 14 and 7. Guess who's in last place? The Red Sox. (laughs) Guess who's in second to last place? The Yankees. Mm. 
So look at the National League West. It's the Diamondbacks. Look at the National League Central. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates. So all these teams that you think you would be doing business with, upside down. It's all over the map. Um, So with that said, Edmund wouldn't be sending, if you're getting a a pitcher, Edmund to a team wouldn't be going, oh, we're giving up. In other words, you could sell to your fan base that we're getting an asset, and this guy can play anywhere. Yeah. So that might be something, but that's taking what Paul DeYoung did yesterday and going, okay, maybe he's back. I believe, and this is where Paul DeYoung is a lightning rod. Paul, De, your your top lightning rods in St. Louis baseball had two huge days yesterday. Yep, you're Flaherty right. Flaherty and DeYoung. Uh, tough day for social media dog avatars. But with regards to DeYoung, similar to Gorman, the Cardinals are insistent that he worked his ass off in the offseason on adjusting his swing to create, you know, uh, to limit, I should say, the holes in his swing. And then people talk, as Brad Thompson said yesterday in the broadcast, now it's been a few years before you can go back to, you know, when he was a real threat in the lineup. I think the Cardinals are looking at it as we're paying him anyway. Let's see if there's anything left. And we did have a guy who focused his offseason on correcting his swing. And now he's got six home runs and 22 RBIs in 22 games and Nolan Gorman. So what do we have to lose by giving him a few shots? Oh, holy crap. And he did rake it the minors nearly at a cycle. And he comes up and he has two hard hit balls for singles. And then he winds up with a home run. So you kind of have nothing to lose. The fan base is already pissed about things as it is. They're not going to do something based on the fan base. So give it a shot. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, then you move on. I mean, the Diamondbacks are eating $34 million with Madison Bumgarner. The Cardinals will eat the money on Paul DeYoung. Uh, So I do not think they will play him just to play the contract. The organization and the team is not in a spot where you have latitude to give Jordan Hicks. You know, there aren't too many games where you can go, the Cardinals have this big lead. If anything, it's the Cardinals are losing, and so let's get this guy some work. Yeah. So I don't think they would just be playing the contract. I think they did play the contract with Carpenter, and I think they may have stuck with the young because of the contract before, but at this point, I don't think they would be. Right, because, yeah, I agree, because you're trying to win games, but you're also trying to figure out, okay, what pieces could we move? What pieces do, you, do we think we need to retain? And if Edmund, if you have you know, DeYoung and filling guys and win, obviously, coming through the pike, and if Edmonds expendable, then that could be a huge. He's a, well, like a quintessential leadoff guy. So, what Lars Newtbar has brought to the table yesterday was a great example of leadoff home run first pitch, kind of Ricky Hendersoning it. I'd like the Cardinals to just have an outfield. I have. I, I, this isn't personal on Alec Burleson. I have not. I mean, he seems like a delightful gentleman. I don't know, but I just. I for the life of me, I don't know why he is this this kind of go to guy. Right. I get it with Walker. No you know, he what was the stat that uh, Chip Carey and Brad Thompson had yesterday? Twenty hits off twenty different pitchers at this wow. point. I believe that's the the math. That's nice. um, and I, of course, I get it with Newt Bar. I get it. I just don't know why Alec Burleson's making the. And it's not again. It's not personal. I just there's there's constantly a different. Let's give some guys, especially most of these guys would fall into the category of being young players who mm-hmm. don't have like this resume. And I really do think, and Randall Gritchick talked about it after he left St. Louis, if you had a bad game, you knew you were out the next day. So it put a lot of pressure on you. And I think as a young player, if you have some confidence, it can be boosted by the fact that, you know, okay, I might do this here, but I know I'm not going to lose my spot the next day. I just, I I think in particular with the outfield, the infield, you usually have an idea of what it's going to be, certainly on the corners. And Contreras is going to be in there one way or the other, whether he's DHing or... Uh, or catching, I don't know, I just, 
I, I'd like to see a little more consistency there. And I just, for the life of me, I don't get it with the Alec Burleson thing. And I don't want to make it like the Cardinals would be better off. Alec Burleson, it's not that. I just don't understand it. I don't know what, what stands out about Alec Burleson that he's so high on the outfield depth chart. Uh, all right, I know I'm, I'm already late for the break, so and I'm sure you're probably going to pivot to another topic, so I'll break it here. Uh, we'll come back and tend to the weekend wrap. Other side of the break, uh, we got doggies, we got battle hawks, weird playoff formats, and uh, Jackson's got much, much more in the Lil Piddles weekend wrap-up. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, I hate to do it, but I've got a moral and I think it's contractual, actually, the obligation to uh, to tend to that sports center update and what we just heard. Uh, you, from my standpoint, trying to force feed an NBA score on the audience and then you kind of stumbled through it a little bit. Sure. So um, I think this actually shows a lot of growth in my uh, career as, a, as someone who does this. So I have a, like a website up here where I just I just like to reference real quick so I get like a little quick look into it. And I have the Kings Warriors score under that is the Grizzlies Lakers score. And I confuse them in my mind. Of course, the Grizzlies and Lakers played on Saturday. Sure. Kings Warriors played last night. Just got a little confused, but I was able to bounce back and still finish. Whereas in times I have... Uh, of course, gone dead silent when I can't remember something. So you think the silence is worse than what we just heard, which was stumbling? 100%. Right. I, I, I would rather... What do you prefer, silence or stumbling? Yeah. Uh, 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. I know what I love, and that is the Little Piddles weekend wrap-up. We've talked Cardinals. What is next in this weekend wrap-up? So let's go on to uh, let's go to the pitch. Why go. is Fat Joe arguing with Stephen A. Smith on ESPN this morning? Oh man! Oh uh, well, I guess he's a he's a Knicks guy. All right, that's just a brief aside. I just look up and I <laughs> I'm in awe. Lean back. I'm in awe of the industry. All yeah. right, carry on. The dogs pull the per. They're oof, stumbling. The dogs pull oh, their he's first. Rattled. Here come the tats. I actually am rattled. Uh, the dogs pull their first draw of the season Saturday night in Colorado. Coach Bradley Carnell said the performance of goalkeeper Roman Berkey Roman Berkey was world class. What did you think of the game? And did you think that City uh, kind of got away with one, leaving there with a point? And also, what did you think of the uniforms? Uh, I'll start with the uniforms because that's the most important thing to me. Loved the uniforms. Personally, the pink and yellow thing, for the life of me, I don't understand it. And it's one of those things that I don't know how many people in St. Louis media will actually say because it's really going to piss off a lot of people in St. Louis to say it. But I have no idea what the deal with the pink and the yellow is, I, for the life of me. And if it were any other team, we'd be going, what the hell's the deal with the pink and the yellow? Oh, they call it red? It isn't. <laughs> Either way, I enjoyed what they had in Colorado. Looking at the game, it's a weird spot because if you look at the first half— you go, ooh, they could have been down like three or four, but Roman Berkey was so damn good, he saved the day. Right. But when you're up one and you're in extra time, and granted, I think it was six or eight minutes of extra time um, on Saturday night in Colorado, 
you feel like, okay, now you're just trying to fade what will inevitably be a couple of, of rushes, and then yeah. you go back to St. Louis with uh, three points and another road win. Right. So in that sense, if you're looking at it through that lens, you feel like you let a couple points get away. But I think if you take a step back and you realize how they were really on the defensive, and that was the Roman Berkey show, and he was, what, two saves away, three saves away from tying an MLS mark for, yeah. for saves in a game? I think two away from tying, one away from three. Away from I mean, it was that was absurd. I cannot recall watching a game and seeing a goaltender. I'm sure there's plenty where hardcore soccer fans go, oh, this one that happened here and this one that happened here. But for me, watching as intently and now emotionally attached to a franchise, um, I just was in awe. Every time I'm going, my God, how much more... And it got to the point where he was screaming at his, you know, defense right in front of him. And then the broadcaster was on the calls like, this reminds me, I, you know, played and I had Brianna Scurry for the U.S. Women's National Team. And she would scream when she was getting peppered with shots. And he finally just had kind of lost it there at the end. Like, come on, we can't allow this to get to a point now where we lose the whole thing. We right. lose the point as well. So from a micro spot, Jackson, on micro, macro, micro, it sucks that they didn't win it, especially considering they were probably six minutes away from the referee blowing the whistle. And then on the other side of things, the fact that they were up one at that point is a miracle. It's yeah. a miracle. As I like to do sometimes with Stanley Cup playoff games, look at through the lens of somebody scoring a fight in, in Colorado would have outpointed City 10-8 in the first half. But the fact is, it was scoreless. And then... The doggies had two golden opportunities and missed out on the one just off the side of the net. And then a minute later, uh, on with the goal, it was beautiful. And you're going, holy crap, here you go. They might actually be able to pull this off after really a, a, a rough first half. This is this is now, that, that was three straight halves on the road where you go, uh Right, exactly. You know, and you carry it back to, to Seattle. But still, for where they are, they get a point on the road. I'll take it all day long. And I enjoyed the uniforms. Love the uniforms. Thought they were outstanding. Tim, do you think DeBerkey was screaming, defense, doggies, defense? I do indeed. If you lip read, just like you do with LeBron and Brooks before the game, Mm -hmm. you lip read, you lip read Berkey there at the end. He's going, defense, doggies, defense. And then he clapped. I saw it. Yeah, it was really cool. Thank you for observing that. It was great to see. 6-3-6. Yeah, no, that was, soccer is like a, a kind of sport where, you know, because goals are so hard to come by, you can play a lot worse than the other team. But if you were, it's a bend don't break thing, and then you're able to score on an opportunity, you can steal stuff sure. real, real, really well. And Berkey, I mean, that's a, a prime example of why you get a guy like him. You know, he's a guy who played uh, for you know Dortmund for a long, long time, one of the biggest clubs in the world, and one of the top divisions in the entire world. And that pays off right there in that game on Saturday night. That's why you go get a guy like that. That's why you prioritize goalkeeping because he keeps you in games and you get a point and get him back to St. Louis with a point instead of nothing because of your world-class goalie. I think it's great. There it is. Jackson, what's our next question? So I uh, I wrote these before the Battlehawks season was decided, but we now know that they will not be heading to the XFL playoffs. Your thoughts on the season together, You know, kind of looking back on the season did the atmosphere at the games live up to your expectations? And were did you remain interested from game one till the final game of the season in terms of the product on the field? There is no way in the world you wrote out what you just said. No, I, I free that was well. Like I said, they, they, I, I didn't know the outcome of the game right until you know yesterday at whatever time. It Seattle was. Sea Dragons. Here is what I would tell the people. Now it does us no good at this point. And I actually went 
to bet it, <laughs> but it but betting the Battle Hawks on Saturday uh-huh. and the Sea Dragons on Sunday was as close as we as a people, the proletariats that I represent. You, of course, represent the nobles. Sure. The proletariats that I represent as close as we can get to your world, your your gated off, yeah. moated yeah. estates right. in the central corridor. Really felt that way this weekend too. <laughs> in Sparta, it was it was as close to free money as it gets. Right, it really was. Let's let's start here with the the club the uh, Battlehawks went up against. Terrell Buckley, my all time favorite athlete, by the way, the self proclaimed greatest athlete since Deion Sanders. Does he say he like ran like a two nine forty or something ridiculous like <laughs> He's that? He's the Kim Jong un of the secondary. <laughs> uh Terrell Buckley's got this team that's got what one one win. You know, these guys have to go back to working at Edward Jones on Monday, <laughs> but they're, you know, playing at the dome on Saturday and 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 the Battlehawks are playing for something. Right. You just knew. I mean, it's it, and they were eight and a half point favorites. So I rush over <laughs> to try to get the bet in. I'm like, ah, I missed out on it. It just is. It, and then, so then, because of this weird, set, boy, was Anthony Beck watching the game? By the way, <laughs> what bar was that? Do we know? Can anybody text that in? I I, I'm, I'm retired from Twitter for the most part, minus retweeting whatever crap you tweet from the TMA account. That's right. So I didn't want to pop up on Twitter and just get it going again. But I'm watching this, and I'm like, where is this Battlehawks watch party that Anthony Beck's at? Do we know? I'm looking. At, I'm trying to find out. I'm trying to look at the tweet last I mean, night. it looked like it was a Friday's in Fort Worth to me. <laughs> but maybe it was someplace I'm just not hip to. But either way, once the Battlehawks beat the hell out of Orlando and the great Terrell Buckley's Guardian squad, uh, that you're going, okay, Seattle's playing Las Vegas, a team that plays at the equivalent of, of Tower Grove Park. Yeah, for real. And these guys are just like, please, mercy. <laughs> you know, we have families. You know, it's, it, we got to get, we got, we got stuff to do. <laughs> so now we got to go to Seattle and play. And this team's going to, you know, Jim Haslitz, there's freaking out on the sideline, <laughs> coaching. Coach in Seattle, you just knew, and I realized it was six nothing at the half, but it was you knew what was going to happen. So the Battlehawks were favored by eight and a half. They bludgeoned Terrell Buckley's Orlando squad, and Seattle's favored by ten and a half. And of course, they wind up taking care of business, and the Battlehawks don't get in. You, this is this is such a unique spot in gambling. It's essentially I made reference to Bud Fox and Gordon Gecko. You know the outcome. Wall Street, 1987, Oliver Stone. Good, I assume. Yes. Wall Street 2? Uh, yeah, Money Never Sleeps. Yeah. I'm a big Shia LaBeouf guy, so I liked it. Big Shia LaBeouf guy. All right. Well, yeah. that's a breaking ball I didn't see coming in. Uh, yeah, you, you go, let me parlay these. But you, you can't parlay because you don't know what the battle is. You'd be pretty confident. But that's a moment. It's a rare moment in sports where you go, oh, my God. You know the Battlehawks are going to win? This team's garbage anyway, and they're only eight and a half point favorites? And then you know Seattle's going to go, okay, well, this is what we got to do. And they, they, they're playing two teams that are just like, you know, like the equivalent of the pre-2023 Pittsburgh Pirates right. or the 2006 through 2015 Rams. Just done. Just not interested. Yeah. Won't be playing football probably in seven months. Holy crap. Yeah. That's how I look at it. As far as the overall thing, what St. Louis does is, I think I thought the crowd on on Saturday it was unfortunate. It's unfortunate twofold. That was an eleven o'clock start. That sucked. That's a bad beat. Yeah, it that, sucks. That's just you know when I talk about with like Missouri and they get an eleven o'clock start, it just sucks. 
So I don't think the crowd was what it normally would be. And I also think, had the Battle Hawks gotten in and been able to host a playoff game, that place, and let's say it's at 3 o'clock or later, it didn't even have to be 3 o'clock, given noon, but whatever. If the Battle Hawks would have been able to host a playoff game, what the atmosphere would have been like in there. Oh, my God. That's the shame. Yeah. That's the shame. The playoff format, I'm I'm sure it's a running joke and every hack in the world has made fun of it, you know, but... Mm-hmm. I had no idea what was going on. No clue. I'm watching Anthony Beck that that at Fridays in Fort Worth, <laughs> and I'm not sure he knew. And I'm sure they're like, "Hey, we're going to give you 500 bucks if you can just show up at this Fridays <laughs> and act like you know what's going on. Just know this: if Las Vegas scores, it isn't good for them, and if Seattle scores, it isn't good for you. Otherwise, it really we we've got people with algorithms, and we'll let you know who gets into the playoffs. <laughs> just react on camera, and we'll get you. We'll get you some appetizers. <laughs> have we found out where that watch party was? I have no idea. I can't even find the tweet where he's in the bar. Oh, I was watching the game, and they would cut to Anthony Beck. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what bar is this? Just I, I've been in a lot of watering holes in the area. Now, 46-year-old married father of two, my watering hole time, I'll yield to you. Maybe this is at the hippest place in St. Louis. But it okay, just struck me as he was at a Friday's in Fort Worth, honestly. That's where I think he was. I don't know. I so, don't know. I don't know. I can't yeah, see I mean, his watch though. party was him and then, like, families out for Sunday dinner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you found it? Yeah, I got yeah. this. I got this. I don't know who this guy is next to him. It's like like a friend. <laughs> yeah, and families. People are just eating. <laughs> don't cross the battle. Listen, here's the deal. Anthony Beck, you know, hopes for a job in the NFL. Uh, next year, uh, but business farewell to the XFL. We gave him a little money and, and, a f- and free appetizers at the Fridays in Fort Worth. Not a great. And he doesn't even understand what the uh, what the playoff format is. Just like everybody watching, so the Rock missed the boat on the playoff format. Even though everybody likes to blame the Rock on the the Rock had nothing to do with the play. I can assure you of that. The Rock bankrolled this thing, yeah. and that's 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 where it stops and starts. I would have liked to have seen the Rock visit St. Louis. I would too. I kind of thought that was a miss. Yeah. For as much as St. Louis supported the team, right, it seems like that would be. And the some of these place. ham and egg operations, you got Las Vegas with the thing at Tower Grove Park. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm anxious to see what DC has. They had the best team by far, right? You know, well, what kind of atmosphere will they have? If St. Louis would have been able to host a Battlehawks playoff game, that would have been. It really, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it would have been insane. The yeah. atmosphere would have been insane. Yeah, it would have been, so that's a shame. Yeah. That's the thing that's a shame. Yeah. The format of the playoffs is a shame. Right. That's also a shame. Overall, St. Louis absolutely showed out for the XFL. The Rock sent a tweet out and saying, we're not done. This thing isn't over. And St. Louis proved that it wants a football team and can support a team. But the rest of the league, not the rest of, but most of the rest of the teams in the league have some real issues. Your thoughts are welcome. 314-399-9646 is 11-15. That's 10-50. All right. Take a break. we got time, I guess, for something else. Who knew? Uh, this is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan at St. Louis Acura and Old Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. You know, Jackson is very critical of the text line. I'm not. I love it. I think it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have uh, somebody has sent a screenshot of where he was. It's just Tom Casey, who uh, I worked with in radio uh, years ago. It's a screenshot 
of his post, and he said, ESPN 2's constant cutaways of St. Louis Battlehawks head coach Anthony Becht at a Boston pizza in Arlington, Texas are perfect. So he, I, I saw the BP thing in the background, right? and I'm like, that can't be Ballpark Village. Because no. if, if he was really there, there'd be... Promos. Well, be, there'd be St. Louisans there. Right. And I could just tell, and so somebody texted in that he was clearly in Texas, but the, and the, the bar had Texas stuff in the background. If you really looked, but they kept trying to not show it. Strategic. Like have someone Microsoft paint arch over it. <laughs> so, yeah. so it was a bo- he was at a Boston pizza in Arlington, Texas, for the Battlehawks watch party. I don't know much about Boston pizza. Is that a chain? I don't, and uh, I'm not familiar with it. Uh, I remember Boston Market. I don't know Ooh, how many yeah. those are Good around. gravy. Wonderful gravy, delicious turkey. I would get the stuffing. I'll be honest with you. That's what I did. Stuffing you call it, or dressing? I call it stuffing. I'm good from South you. City. Oh, good for you. I know you probably call it dressing. And I look down stuffing. on people who call it stuffing. That's I what I stuff. guess. I call it stuffing. Interesting. I don't believe you. So that's where Anthony Beck was at this party. <laughs> and locked in, it seemed. <laughs> yeah. I looked at you. Oh, why are we running that bluff? <laughs> it's probably like a 24-year-old who's just getting their start going, I got an idea. We'll put Anthony back down, and he's like, I can, I can I just go back to my family? <laughs> no, <laughs> camera, now. No, we need you to go to the the Arlington Boston Pizza and sit next to this stranger who's going to act like he's your friend while you watch the Sea Dragons take on the team that plays at Tower Grove Park. Here's some fried pickles. <laughs> oh, my God, help us all. Uh, Jackson, anything else? What else do we have? I mean, I know we couldn't possibly have gone through the weekend wrap-up. I've been, I've been going on and on about this. Battlehawks watch party. I have a question. Oh, this is oh, off script. Off script, everybody. Off script. No, Get I, the dump button ready. I, I have it written down. It could lead to a really long conversation, so I don't necessarily want to do it now, uh, but I will. This is what you do. Yeah, but I'll do it, and maybe we'll save it for later. Uh, so, of course, it's context is rooted in the NBA. There it is. But it's so, it's so, I, that should be the title of the segment. It's a broader. It always goes back. And that's fine. But then you feel, and you like, then we spend time with you apologizing. Then I take two minutes making fun of you for apologizing, and then we're already in BK and Ferrario's time. That's the that's our that's our merry-go-round. All right, then I'm just gonna do it. All right, do it. Real battle going on in this Lakers Grizzlies series. I would love to get into the drama behind all of it, but the main thing is that Dylan Brooks was ejected after seemingly hitting LeBron James what he described as the family jewels. My question is about dirty players in sports. Firstly, who comes to mind both locally and nationally as someone who might be deemed a dirty player? Secondly, what do you think is the thought process behind dirty players or dirty plays? Do you think they know they are making dirty plays or is it adrenaline taking over? And finally, do you think there is some value to keeping guys who are on the dirtier side side of the line on your team oh i mean one that i think would stand out even though he's kind of a non-factor minus a bad line change from his team's perspective but the the blues talked about going into the stanley cup final was marshawn with the bruins Mm -hmm. uh he is famous which is why the cutaway of him with tears in his eyes as the blues celebrated was like i mean it was like there's already like a million cherries on top and it's like just drop them all down it was just perfect that's one who stands out but those are guys who are there to antagonize to try to draw either fouls, retaliation, get a player off of his game. I mean, that's what they're there for. Right. That's their value. Um, St. Louis has certainly had its share, but when they're your guy, you don't necessarily hate them like if they're on the other team. Right. Um, I think St. Louis had it both, I'd say Cardinals and Blues, and I think St. Louis has had it 
when the Rams were around, and, and maybe you know they were trying to tilt Anthony Beck by putting him at the Boston Pizza in Arlington, <laughs> and that was a dirty pool move. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Uh, Tyson Nash, if you want to go back, way back. It was called a pest, you know, and those guys oftentimes wind up becoming great broadcasters, by the way, right? probably because they have this, these personalities you love in the room, but they're not necessarily, you know, right. Connor McDavid, so to speak. Um, with the Cardinals players, a, a, a player that was loved here that was a nuisance to other teams is an obvious one. Number four, just right. retired, Yadier right. Molina. Opposing teams and players hated him. Right. He would drive them up the wall. Cardinal fans loved him. If Yadier Molina was a member of the Chicago Cubs, he would be one of the most hated players Absolutely. ever. Absolutely. You know? So it's 10.59. I like the question. Um, and uh, maybe we'll carry it over for discussion tomorrow. BK and Ferrario are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party Driven by Mungan and St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.